Alright, what's going on, good peoples? This is your boy, J-Raw, with another edition of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for Thursday, May the 9th, 2019. I'm very glad to be able to give you a second week of my weekly podcast on Thursdays. It's uh, just a big, nice uh, smorgasbord of what I try to do as far as uh, what I enjoy watching and other people who get an opportunity to listen to this podcast. Uh, I have my latest podcast up on CastBox. I'm sorry. Yes, CastBoxFM.com and also SoundCloud. That is a review of the Ring of Honor New Japan. Basically, the schedule for this weekend, it'll be the uh, tomorrow, I'll do a review for the NXT episode that was yesterday. That was pretty good. I'll also do this weekend a review of the current War of the World tour for Ring of Honor. I'll be reviewing the Buffalo show that was yesterday and then the Toronto show that was tonight. Uh, I'll more than likely try to do a video live stream of the review I do for the two shows that was yesterday and today and then this weekend I'll have a NXT UK and 205 live review and then probably by Monday I'll have the Ring of Honor in New Japan where it'll basically be um, a review of the current Ring of Honor TV episode and then the rest of the world, the world's tour. And then um, I don't think it's another New Japan, but if it is any news or if any shows, because um, fortunately I don't have my pay my subscription. <laughs> but um, I don't think it'll going to start up until the 13th. So we got a couple days before the um, best of the Super Junior start up. So I have a little bit of news about um, New, New Japan. And then once I'll, um, you know, have pretty much just a recap of Ring of Honor, and I'll have that up on Monday. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go into tonight's episode. It is basically the way the format of the J-Raw uh, Thursday podcast is. Uh, basically, I do a recap of Raw and SmackDown, and then I do some WWE news. Then after that, we'll touch base on some other news with other promotions as far as uh, All Elite Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and New Japan. Uh, fortunately, I don't do Impact because I don't get an opportunity to watch Impact because I'd be already consumed with not only work and being a father, but um, watching WWE and Ring of Honor and New Japan in itself is enough to keep up with. But I do get an opportunity to watch some highlights and impact. So if it's some major news or whatever, as far as the only major thing I know was um, Eli Drake uh, can't release. But uh, as far as that, we'll touch on some other stuff. And also, when we do, when I go into the BTE news, I mean, all elite wrestling news, we'll do a recap of BTE and Double or Nothing. Alright, so without further ado, we're going to get into the highlights from this past Raw. That was Monday. And the show starts off with Vince McMahon announced that there will be a wild card rule where basically there will be four superstars from SmackDown can be on Raw. And four Raw superstars can be on SmackDown. And the four SmackDown superstars that was on Raw was Kofi, Daniel Bryant, Roman Reigns, and Lars. Then it was announced that it'll be two WrestleMania rematches, which it will be Bryant versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. And then it was going to be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Okay. Then during that whole announcement, we had uh, Rollins and Styles come out. And basically, they little um, few from last week when Styles put um, Rollins through the table from the contract signing. It was announced that Rollins and Styles was going to team up and face 
Baron Corbin and Brian uh, Bobby Lashley. All right, and then after that, they had the match, and then the match ends with basically Styles hitting Rollins with a phenomenal forearm by accident, quote unquote. <laughs> and then Styles walks away from the match and then leaves Rollins by himself. And then Corbin hits his finisher that ends the days on Rollins and gets the pin over on Rollins. So, all right, then after that, you had Miz backstage sitting in front of Shane's uh, dressing room door waiting for him to come out. All right, then after that, you had uh, Sami Zayn come out and he started to do another promo, of course. Um, dissing the fans but then Braun Strowman comes out then he chases Sammy through the crowd and then Strowman ended up chasing him all the way to the backstage where he ended up putting Sammy in a dumpster and it just so happens that a trash truck come down the um, alleyway picks the dumpster up that Sammy was in and puts Sammy in the dumpster it is okay <laughs> it's pretty funny Alright, then you had the Lucha House Party has a match against three local talents. And, of course, uh, Lucha House Party goes over. Then you have Ricochet come out and have a match with Bobby Roode. And this time it's for Ricochet's spot in Money in the Bank. And then Ricochet goes over on Bobby Roode and keeps his spot in Money in the Bank. Then you had an Italian, Naomi, and David Brooke get invitations from Lacey Evans to join her ringside for her match later on tonight. Well, later on in Raw. <laughs> All right, then you had Rey Mysterio was backstage talking to his son Dominic about his match with Samoa Joe last week on how he won. Then after that, Joe stalks Dominic until he stops him backstage and tell him to give a message to his father that he will tell him that he's going to face him at Money in the Bank for United States Championship and that he'll make quick work of him just like he did at WrestleMania. Alright. Then next, you had Lacey Evans come out for her match against the Enhancement Talent. And then Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, and Dana Brooke come out ringside for Lacey Evans for her match that was per the invite that she gave everybody. Lacey squashes the enhancement talent with her finisher, the woman's right. Then she tries to cut a promo on all the women ringside, but Becky comes out, then Lacey and Becky brawl again until Lacey escapes to the back. Next, there was a match between the Viking Raiders and then the tag Raw Tag Champs, Hawker and Ryder. It was a pretty good tag match with the Viking Raiders hitting their finisher on Ryder. The next, you had a new another one of Bray's Firefly uh, Funhouse promos. And this one, I believe, it was um, when one of the, the one that was the buzzard, he was in a box and he had did something with the rabbit. Kind of on another demonic... Um, tip that Bray's trying to display so like I stated before I'm interested to see where he's going with these uh, Firefly Fun mm, Firefly Fun House promos alright then after that uh, promo you had Seth Rollins backstage cutting himself a promo and then um, after Rollins promo that he cut on AJ you had Reigns and McIntyre come to the ring for their match and it was a pretty good match back and forth until you get interference from Shane and Elias. And they hit an attack on Reigns. But then Miz comes through the crowd and then he chased Shane to the back with the chair. So as he chasing Shane to the back, he hit and then the Miz, Miz just go right past him. So once he passes him, he comes out and then tries to escape in the limo. But the Miz had ended up catching up with him, and then they brawl until Shane hits a low blow on the Miz, and then he gets in the limo and drives off. So next, you had a match that was supposedly <laughs> between the Revival and Gallows and Anderson, but then the Usos come out, 
and asked the revival if they can help them out because they was wondering if it was something that was, you know, that they can do. So they tell them it was something that they had called Usi Hot. And there was, all of a sudden, they was telling the revival that they was going to start feeling a burning sensation in a couple seconds, which they did. If you guys are familiar, it was similar to the same bit that they did in the movie Revenge of the Nerds with the old Heisey Hot. The um, guys did to the nerds and made them, you know, basically just drag their balls all through the ground. Excuse me, but, you know, it was, it was crazy. It, it, it wasn't a great bit, but, you know, it, it was what it was, pretty much burying the revival. All right, so speaking of Barrel Hills, you had No Way Jose come out with his Congo line. And then Lars came out, pretty much beat the whole Congo line down, including No Way Jose. So after that, Vince was on the phone talking to somebody about the wild card rule and how he's only be given three superstars until Lars walk in. And then Vince said, you know what? We'll make it four superstars from each show. So, the end, the main event for the night was the WWE Championship between uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. And as you know, it was a great match. Uh, Kofi was able to go over on um, Daniel Bryan, and you know, pretty much he looked very strong in the match. So that was just the uh, highlights of Raw. So. Next, we're going to go into SmackDown. All right. So, SmackDown starts off with Styles coming out and talking about the wild card rule until Sami Zayn comes out. He talks about the wild card rule and how the fans want to use it to his benefit or whatever. The next, you had Kofi come out and ask them what they're doing there and that the three of them go back and forth until Kofi decides to challenge both Styles and Zayn to a triple threat match to prove to the WWE's universe that he's a fighting champion. Pretty much the promo that was going on between the three of them, it it was designed to make Kofi look strong because it was, you know, complaints and the critics were saying that um, Kofi didn't look like he deserved to be WWE champion. Sort of what... uh, Kevin Owens was submitting the past few weeks and the reason why they're having a championship match and money in the bank. So next, you had, of course, Kevin Owens cutting a promo from his car saying he's going to prove to Kofi at Money in the Bank why he's deserved to be the WWE champ. After that, Ali comes out for his match against Andrade. But before the match, and this was done magnificent. Ali was able to cut one of his promos in the streets talking about how he's going to win a briefcase and money in the bank because his opportunity was snatched from him and he said he wants it back. Alright, so then you had the match. It was great back and forth between Andrade and Ali until Randy Orton, of course, comes out and hits the RKO out of nowhere on both Andrade and Ali. Then they show highlights from Raw's match from the night before against Randy McIntyre. And the commentary team talks about how Elias keeps interfering with Reigns going after Shane McMahon. Then the video package airs about Reigns and what he's been through since his leukemia announcement. Pretty much it was, uh, you know, how WWE production do is a pretty good uh, video explaining uh, Roman Reigns, his... Uh, how he was winning before he got the leukemia and then, you know, fortunately he had to go out for a little bit and now that he's back, you know, able to overcome that. So next you had Shane come out and he was getting ready to make an announcement about the SmackDown tag titles. But first he talks about how, no, first he started talking and then the Miz, about the Miz attacking him last night. And then he cuts a promo against about Miz for their match, you know, at uh, Money in the Bank. That's supposed to be a steel cage match. Then he talks about 
looking at the SmackDown tag team roster and see who's deserving deserving of the tag titles. And then he said that the team is coming out and the team was Brian and Rowan. But then the Usos come out and said that Vince innovative idea gave them a new rule, the Uso rule. And then they couldn't let how hard they worked to build the SmackDown tag division go to waste and shambles by giving it giving the tag titles to Brian and Rowan. They should they should have a max against them and make Brian and Rowan's earn it. Shane agrees and decides to make the match with the Usos versus Brian and Rowan for the SmackDown tag titles for tonight. Uh, that show. So after that, you had Finn Balor cutting the promo from Ireland because uh, this week coming up, <clears throat> and they already left. A lot of the WWE superstars will be going overseas for the London in um, European tour. <clears throat> Take a quick drink. Hold on. Mm. A little better. Sorry about that, folks. I ain't got a mute button yet. You got to bear with me. <laughs> All right. And then basically, like I was saying, Finn uh, cut the promo and saying how he's going to win the money in the bank and become the two-time champ like somebody from his country who has two belts. <laughs> That's pretty pretty much obvious. So next is the SmackDown tag team match between the Usos versus Brian and Rowan. Pretty much it was some great psychology during the match that was uh, pretty much showing why the Usos is a great tag team. And... You know, showing why they had an opportunity to almost win the match. But the match ends with Rowan hitting his Iron Claw finisher and getting the pin. And then Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are the new SmackDown Tag Champs. So after that, Shane's standing in the ring and he's about to make an announcement about money in the bank. But of course, out of nowhere, Miz comes from behind and attacks Shane. Then he starts to chase Shane to the back. But then, as he's getting ready to go to the back, BT comes out of the nowhere, and they double-team Miz, but the Miz fights him off until Shane comes running back out and hit Miz with a chair and lays him out. After that, the camera cuts backstage as Brian and Rowan are coming through the, the, from the ring, and then Heavy Machinery was looking at him, and they congratulate him on winning and letting him know that they want a shot at the tag titles. But they didn't actually say they won a shot. They just looked at him. And he looked at him weird and rowing. And uh, Daniel Bryan was like, whatever. So next is the tag match between Ember Moon and Carmella versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. It was a good match with Ember Moon getting a lot of offense. But Rose is able to hit her finisher, which is a version of... Uh, Christopher Daniels Angel Wings and she hits it on Ember Moon and gets the pin after that Paige comes out with her team of Kyrie Sane and Asuka and Paige lets Rose and DeVille know that they will face her team of Sane and Asuka next week on Smackdown so the cameras go backstage and this this was oh my goodness <laughs> The cameras go backstage and they catch up with Matt Hardy being interviewed about his attack um, from Lars on him and Jeff. So then our truth comes out where Matt was getting interviewed in the back. And he says he has something he got to tell him about him and Lars. And at first, though, our truth he forgot. So Matt was like, isn't there something you want to tell me? about Lars he's like nah I'd rather forget but as soon as he was getting ready to say it Matt just did this crazy awkward like fighting stance like the Miz dad did at Wrestlemania but <laughs> uh, I'm laughing but I don't know if y'all saw it or not but if you did you probably laughing right with me because you know exactly what I'm talking about I know it was Mimi's or Mimi's however they pronounced 
was just going around talking about it, but it was it was pretty funny. So, um, yeah. So when Matt seen Lars was behind our truth, they turned around. So Lars attacks them both, and then he lays our truth out and put our truth through a table. So next you had the main event where you had Styles come out, and he was you know getting ready for the championship match between him. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Sami Zayn and it was a pretty good match with the three of them getting a lot of finishers a lot of uh, two counts back and forth and the match ends when uh, Owens interferes and tries to distract Kofi but Zayn hits uh, a blue thunder bomb on Kofi from off the distraction from Owens but he only get a two count then Kofi gets up and hit a Trouble in Paradise finisher on Zayn and then get that one, two, three pin. Then you had Kofi go over on Sami Zayn. The win will retain his uh, WWE and championship. So it looks like so far, I mean, I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if whoever does win the briefcase may cash in on Kofi if it does happen uh, you can see where the cards is kind of lining up you read between the tea leaves they do want Kofi to maybe lose it I don't know I, I'm really hoping he keep it till SummerSlam that's like a far-fetched dream that's gotta go all the way to August I don't know you know maybe he'll lose it before then He maybe he'll lose it here when they come here for Extreme Rules pay-per-view, then I'm hoping I get a chance to go. If not, it is what it is, but, you know. It'll be interesting to see. Very interesting. I, I do hope he keeps the belt for a long, for a little while longer, especially off that momentum from uh, WrestleMania. And the way they building them up, it'll only be right for him to at least, at least keep it till July. At least till July for a couple months. Alright, so we got them Raw and SmackDown highlights out the way. We're going to go into just some real quick WWE news. Not too much in a depth like that. Alright, first thing, it was NXT TakeOver was announced already for June 1st. I mentioned that last week. Well, now the location and the name of the TakeOver has been announced. It's going to take place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And the TakeOver is NXC TakeOver XXV, which is Roman numerals, XX25. Oh, well, TakeOver 25. All right. Mauro Inala, he just signed a new deal. And it'll he'll be the lead SmackDown announcer for, uh, not in SmackDown, sorry, NXT announcer for a good while. Okay. As far as NXT, Dominic Dakovic, he just had knee surgery on Tuesday, and it hasn't been announced a timetable when he's expected back. All right, so you had the cruiserweight. I'll probably talk about this actual match when I do the NXT UK and 205 Live review, but you have a cruiserweight championship match announced for Money in the Bank. And that'll be Davari versus Tony Nese. All right. As far as I want to use the air quote politics backstage or whatever, but Leo Rush been dealing with a lot of heat, so he's not booked for the European tour. Luke Harper, since he asked for his release and been denied, he's been basically paid to stay home and he's not being used for TV at all. It's been reported Barry Riot did try to get him on TV to be used for his firefight, Firefly Funhouse, but unfortunately he was denied. All right. Um, as far as NXT UK, it was announced that it'll be a fail four-way in about four weeks to determine the new number one contender for the NXT, the WWE United Kingdom Championship. And then also Walter Dunn, Walter and B. Dunn will have their rematch in two weeks for the UK title. 
and Banks was supposed to sh- show up for the filming or the creative process for the 2K20 game WWE, but she didn't show up, so it's a lot of limbo. It's also stated that she um, may not. Well, more than likely, she's not going to be on the European tour because they already left. They already overseas. So, that's pretty much done on that. So, I mm, think she's going to end up being like Lou Harper. But her contract is super long. But they may play her game and let her stay out until she decides to come back. When she come back, they might bury her. They might make her job to everybody. And that's going to be sad. If I was her, I just wouldn't even come back. I just wouldn't come back. Because you know they're going to job you out like they're doing a revival. And how they did Harper Dirty. He sitting home now. I just reported that. And they added time to his contract. It ain't even. I don't know. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, a couple seconds or whatever and then when I come back we gonna get into some AEW news as far as we got the recap of being the elite episode 150 and we also have the episode from the documentary double or nothing uh, we got a couple of AEW good news announcements as far as that and then after that, we'll take a little another break and then we'll go into some Ring of Honor and New Japan. Well, not really Ring of Honor tonight because, like I said, I'm going to do a, a good review of Ring of Honor, especially with the current tour. That's why I'm, I'm not really um, breaking or bringing any news tonight as far as from Ring of Honor. It'll just be New Japan I'll make a the announcements of some of the news that's been going on with New Japan. So, like I said, I'm just going to take a quick break. When I come back, we'll go into uh, episode of Being the Elite 150 and also the latest episode of Double or Nothing. All right. Peace. Okay, we're back. And we are going to go ahead and get into a review of the Being Elite episode 150. And after that, it'll be a recap of the latest documentary video of The Road to Double or Nothing, episode 15. All right. So first, we're going to go over the Being Elite episode 150. That episode starts off with Matt having a dream about Michael Nakazawa putting baby oil on himself and asking Matt for help. Then Matt just wakes up, but he isn't happy. All right. Then we come back from the uh, intro. We have Cody reading a children's book to Penelope Ford, who reminds him she's an adult and she's heading off to hang out with Brandy. So Joey Ryan is at Adventureland and the random person says hi to him and wonders where the blonde girl's at. <laughs> Brandy is hanging out with Penelope Ford and Britt Baker by the pool. Ford wants some shots and heads off to get them. But Brandy tells Baker She's her pick at double and nothing for a match, and it's hers for the taking. Brandy then goes off to help Ford. All right. Then Sammy Guerrera is in Pakistan and thanks a bunch of people for helping him while they clap and shake hands. He said he needs to head off to get ready for one of the men says, I hate that guy. <laughs> Matt sees the footage and thinks maybe Nick is right about poor Sammy G. <laughs> All right. So Brandy is talking with Baker and Ford and asking if either can do a shooting star press. Both say no. Then Brandy says she knows her upcoming opponent is Allie. 
definitely can't do one. Baker says she likes Allie. Four wonders what is a demon bunny even is. <clears throat> Brandy says that they can drink to that and hands outside shots, but it's nothing in a shot glass. And she says, I'm on an effing diet. <laughs> Brandy, you know, and after she says that, she walks away. So Cody and Kenny is watching the old Mega Tag match. Omega wants to bring his old partner in the AEW. Adam Page gets in his his house after running 17 miles in cowboy boots. He gets a box and a note and is about getting full gear ready from Pop. About needing a little more juice, quote unquote. Page thinks it's steroids and puts it down. Then he comes back to drink some and instantly rips his shirt off. Then you had AEW referee Bryce Rimsburg announce the rules for the Casino Battle Royal. New name for the over-budget Battle Royal. <laughs> That's supposed to happen on May 25th. The match starts with five men. Every three minutes, a new wave of five men will enter. And I'll talk a little bit more about this later. All right, then after that, you had SCU cut a promo while at OWE headquarters for their upcoming match at Double or Nothing against Chima, T-Hawk, and Linderman. So Matt and Nick get off the ring rust by getting some more training. As they get in a mock match, things aren't looking so good for the brothers as they keep making mistakes. As time goes on, they start to click again. It looks like they're bringing back an old move, but the camera didn't catch it. Alright, so then we see some footage of Chris Jericho attacking Sunny Days at the Southern Honor, the Southern Honor Wrestling Indie event. The lights go out and Kenny Omega shows up the brawl with Jericho. Nick and Matt are in the car. And they get a text message from Omega talking about his brawl with Jericho. The message continues that he's in Daytona with the popular 2000 hip hop artist to help plan out fight, Fighter Fest. <laughs> Nick and Matt aren't happy about that. Nick then gets a random note email from two wrestlers. Faces are blurred out, voices change, but it's the best friends. And they say they have a list of demands. Actually, their only demand is the best friends are not going to be in the Battle Royal. And they need to be on the main show. Alright, so that's pretty much it. That was episode 150 of Being the Elite. Just a typical, you know, good episode of Being the Elite. Setting up some things for uh, Double or Nothing. So, uh, speaking of Double or Nothing, we're going to go into the recap of the documentary series on Cody's Nightmare Family Channel, Roll the Double or Nothing. Alright? So, it starts out with Chris Jericho sitting at Cody's desk, and he's looking at his wine and his children book. Cody has in, and he says Jericho, he and Jericho are obviously not seeing eye to eye. Although he's very glad that Jericho is with AEW. He continues that Jericho didn't need to send that previous e uh, voicemail and he's value and he thanks Jericho. Jericho says he liked the book, Kids Following Their Dreams, reaching out and grabbing it, much like he did in his career. He continues that once he signed with AEW, he made it legit. Yet, he feels mocked. Jericho comments on a photo Cody had of his dad and said Dusty Rose once told him he was going to strap the rocket up to him, but it never happened. He feels like Cody might be doing the same, so he wants everyone in the company to thank him. Cody then thanks Jericho again and says that should be enough, but didn't appreciate what Jericho just did. He said, get your, you know what, and get that F out of my office. 
Cody says says that and heads out. Jericho responds like, you got it, boss. Michael asks Jericho if he can escort him to his vehicle. Jericho attacks him from behind with Cody Kane. Then he takes Michael's apple, has a bite, and walks out. <laughs> All right, then next we go to a poolside photo shoot of Brandy, Rhodes, Penelope Ford, and Britt Baker to hype up Double or Nothing in Vegas. Okay? Then Pac sends a message to Adam Page saying, Page has been inactive for over the last couple months while he's been working all over the world. Pac said, Pac says he's undefeated in almost 20 months while Page is doing a motivational full gear challenges. <laughs> Pac states that he's pound for pound the best in the world and Page is just a dud. Alright, then you have Cody making an appearance at the Southern Honor Wrestling and announces Dustin Thomas will be involved in a casino battle royal. Thomas talks about living without legs his whole life and that's all he's ever known. Thomas says he's always been a wrestling fan and he really got over, got into it over the past year and he's in his big break came when Joey Janela contacted him for a spring break event earlier in the year. And Wrestling Inc. had Thomas on, they had uh, Thomas on the podcast. Alright. So, Cody runs down the rules of the Paddle Royal and says, well, I'll talk about that in a sec. <laughs> okay, then we ended off with uh, basically the same footage that they aired in the Being the Elite episode of Chris Jericho and um, Kenny Omega brawling. And the fans just basically talked about, basically gave their reaction and was surprised when Omega Man popped up and at the Southern Honor Wrestling uh, event and brought with Jericho basically just setting up and I like how the way they're going invading different promotions setting up the big show that's coming up May 25th double or nothing baby alright okay so real quick we're going to go on some uh, AEW news first off like I said I was going to talk real quick and give some more info on this to me which I think is a dope idea of a battle royal is kind of their twist of the Royal Rumble um, basically like I said earlier it's going to be uh, well let me just go ahead. it's going to be participants is going to be selected from a deck of cards and based on the suit of the cards will determine the five uh, participants that's going to start to match all so basically like Cody was explaining in the um, double or nothing basically it's going to be you have the queen of hearts right so you'll have those numbers that's in the deck okay so you have let's say what the queen of hearts like say the five of hearts the ten of hearts the six of hearts whatever but it's going to be five of them. And next, after the first five, <coughs> excuse me, after the first five, then every three minutes after that, you'll have a group of five until the last person who draw the Joker card will be the 21st entrant into the Battle Royal. So basically, you're going to have uh, the first five then you're going to have every three minutes five you know contestants going to be probably three waves of five because that equals 20 right there and then the last contestant to get into the battle royal is the one who draw the joker basically it that's why I said I like the different twist they put on it different than the royal rumble okay and also the winner who wins the Casino Battle Royale get the first shot at the the newly crowned AEW champ. Now that's going to be amazing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it's going to happen that night. It'll probably happen at the Jacksonville show in July, Fight for the Fallen. Okay, now this is huge. 
it was an announcement today that they will make an announcement at the upfronts next week that they got a deal with TNT and they will be airing get this in October and from what I was reading on shoutoutthewrestling.com that it may debut the same week Smackdown supposed to debut on Fox ooh ooh could it be the Monday Night Wars all over again but on a different night stay tuned folks stay tuned <laughs> and they gonna be on TNT that's huge Okay, so next you had um, it was announced that former ROH and WWE star Jerry Lynn was Jerry Lynn was hired as a coach. So as a coach so far, they have Billy Gunn and then now they have Jerry Lynn. Also, they signed the former Lucha Underground talent uh, star Al, Al- mm, Angelico. No, saying it wrong. Angelico. That's how they pronounce it. Angelico. And it was also announced that they signed Jack Evans. Now, also, as far as pay-per-view, it has been announced that they will be airing pay-per-view here in the States. And also, it will be on our pay-per-view in England. And then I did uh, touch on it in the recap of the episode of 150 being the elite with uh, Daniels. Um, basically, was talking about this their opponents in a six man match with the OWE guys, Chima, L. Linderman, and T Hawk. And that was pretty much it. Um probably uh not next week, but the following week, the full card for double nothing should be announced. I'll keep you guys posted when I'll do my prediction show for that. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Unfortunately, I won't be going out to Vegas to see it. But, you know, who's say next year they won't do another one in Vegas and I can't get out there. And it may still be hope for me to get to Jacksonville. <laughs> I'd love to get out there and uh, see fight for the Fallen. But, you know, who knows? So that's pretty much everything as far as all elite wrestling. Like I said, real quick, my thoughts. Um, this episode of being elite was pretty good. I like how Matt and Nick is setting themselves up for um, well building up their match against the Lucha Bros for the Triple A Tag Champs. Um, I got a feeling the Lucha Bros is gonna probably go back over and get those belts back because. Or, 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 uh, just a new theory popped in my head. Maybe the Bucks still keep that triple A tag belt, but the Lucha Bros become the first ever AEW tag champs. Think about that one, folks. Hmm. That might, that might go down, but I'll say, I'll say that for the prediction show. I'll say it for the prediction show, but just popped in my head that wouldn't be a bad idea for them to do that all right so we're going to take a real quick break and we're going to come back um we're just going i'm just going to do new japan talk about the best of super juniors and a couple announcements with that and then i'll give a quick editorial on some thoughts uh that i got going on in wrestling this week you know well what was going on this week and then we're going to end the show this week. So far, I'll be honest to me, it's been a pretty pretty amazing episode. So we're going to keep this momentum rolling. I'm going to take a quick break and come back with the best of the Super Juniors. Peace. Okay, we're back. All right, this will be the uh, last segment of the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast for episode two for May well, actually, now it's the 10th, but May 9th, 2019. All right. And just going to touch on the um, best of the Super Juniors. Uh, that'll be taking place May 13th through June 5th. It was announced the blocks for the best of the Super Juniors. That's going to start. Okay. A block, you have 
Taka Michiloku, Titan, Yoshihiru Kanamari, Marty Skurl, Jonathan Gresham, Shingo Tagagi, Tiger Mask, Tashi Ishimori, and Dragon Lee, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Okay, then in B Block, you have Robbie Eagle, Flip Gordon, El Desperado, Bandito, El Fantasmo, Will Ospreay, Bushi, Ryu Taguchi, Yo, and then Rocky Romero. Now, if it just so happens that Dragon Lee wins, he ends up defending his title automatically at Dominion on June 9th. Alright, now, Brody King was also announced on the undercard for the Best of the Super Juniors Tour. And then, at Dominion, it was announced that Tachi will face Tomoharu Ishii for the Never Open Weight Championship. Alright, so pretty much that's all the New Japan news for right now. It's probably going to be a little quiet on the New Japan front until the Best of the Super Juniors start next week, May 13th. Um, I'll give you guys more news exactly how I'm going to do my review shows for that uh, tournament, Best of Super Juniors, because like I said uh, last week episode, uh, I watched um, Best of Super Juniors and it was a really great tournament. It was um, just as good as the G1 Climax. And usually both those tournaments are pretty good. They said uh, best Super Junior set up the summer for the G1 uh, Climax tournament. So, um, uh, like I said, I, I may do Monday. I may give my prediction who I think may win it because I think the closer we get to, I would say probably. If not Monday, maybe Tuesday, they'll announce. Because let me see. When is the 13th? I do believe the 13th is next week. I think it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. But anyway. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it's, Mon- it's start Monday. So, yeah, they'll probably already announce. Probably, if not tomorrow. Probably, um... Sunday, they announced all the uh, tournament matches for the whole uh, tour. So, that should be good. Alright, so that's pretty much it for tonight's episode as far as all the news and all the highlights of what's going on as far as WWE, uh, All Elite Wrestling, and uh, New Japan. As far as this week's editorial, um, just mm, mm, same as last week don't you know touching on the politics as far as this whole Leo Russ situation I don't know if it's more so him being too arrogant or him knowing his worth and not selling for less so that's kind of iffy the thing with Sasha Banks is pretty interesting because you know is different than Luke Harper Luke Harper was different he was actually injured Versus her not being injured. She just wanted to pull CM Punk and just call her own shots and leave. And, you know, don't work like that. Um, I didn't talk about him, but I'll touch on it real quick. It's interesting in this whole thing with um, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. It was announced he's going to be having a role in a film. Uh, MMA film about a uh, MMA fighter who loses and decides to become a wrestler. I don't know. The, the story they was talking about was crazy. And um, his real name is Jay Russo, but Christian is supposed to be an executive producer. But I don't think he's executive producer like that. He's probably more like a creative consultant, and they just gave him executive producer title. But um, yeah. You know, I I'm gonna be honest. I the, my my true feeling. This is in that turtle bag, and we gonna wrap it up because we almost touching an uh, hour. And one thing I strive to do with this episode on Thursdays is keep it under an hour. But 
Um, I would not be surprised if we don't see John Moxley pop up at Double or Nothing. <laughs> you know, I think they keeping that card hidden unless they make an announcement at the upfronts, which I doubt, or the whole week like Starcast leading up to um Double or Nothing that Saturday. But I don't think we getting anything until the night because it's just so ironic. He lives in Vegas. Granted, that promo that I touched on uh, last week's episode, you know, was probably a more about the movie he's going to be in and less about him being in double or nothing. But it kind of all ties in. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if. You don't see him in double or nothing. But if he's not a double or nothing, I would I would put my money on him be a fight at the fallen. Cause that is in July and, and like I reported um last week, he the word is he's supposed to be taking bookings in June. So never know. Never know. Alright, so we go in this episode of the J Raw Podcast, episode two for May 9th, which was a Thursday, but now it's Friday. <laughs> Cause it's at twelve at me doing this. Just wanted to get this up for you guys after watching my Sixers. Uh Forest Game Six. Um shout out to the Sixers, shout out to Golden State Warriors, low key. I don't wanna give it. Get the hate mail on this. <laughs> Liking both the Sixers and the Warriors, but um, yeah, that's the only reason why I'm recording this kind of late. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, look out for the NXT review, which will be tomorrow night. Then look out uh, Saturday for the Ring of Honor War Worlds tour review. And then also uh, probably Sunday you'll get the NXT UK and 205 Live review. And then Monday you'll get the full complete Ring of Honor in New Japan review on Monday. And then I'll see you guys next Thursday on the J-Raw Wrestling Podcast. Peace.